welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Roberts. How are you doing over there? I'm doing good, how are you doing? Doing alright, doing good. Um, so, what have you been playing in the last week? Uh, well, I haven't really had a chance to play a whole lot. Uh, no real supplies, I am playing Valheim. Had a bit of an oh shit moment uh, a couple days ago to where I was traveling... I finally found the merchant, and I was sailing to it because the merchant is never on your starting island. And I got attacked by a sea beast and killed in the middle of the ocean. Oh. And so my oh shit moment was whether or not I could actually recover my equipment without having to uh, restart the game, which I didn't really want to do. Uh, Thankfully, I was able to get that, get my equipment covered, and I got a portal set up because there is no fast travel, but you can build fast travel spots so got that cooking and uh, just been playing more of it so cool but uh, having a good time with that yeah cool nice um anything else uh you know a little bit of this a little bit of that nothing really to jump out at me okay that would but, uh, weren't talking about yeah but valheim is your main game at the moment valheim seems to be my main jam right now so cool cool i did see you playing it the uh the other day when i was looking through the friends list um Cool, so I've gone back to a game that I've mentioned, you know, once or twice, uh, Last of Us 2. Um, I finished my time with Skater XL, or sort of finished my time with it. Um, I did do, like, a little scripted review thing for it. There's just not a whole lot there, um, but I went into more of more of sort of what's good and what's bad about that game um, in, the, in the review. Uh, interestingly, if some of you did or didn't notice, uh, when I did the scripted review for X- Skater XL... Didn't actually give it a rating, like, at all, because I don't know how you rate a game that's got... It's a game, but there's, like, there's no content in the game. So it's like, okay, this is... What you've got here is quite good, but there's just nothing to do in this game. But as I said, I talked about it on my uh, little scripted review. Uh, I should probably talk about a big update, which um, you were kind of a part of, or you were in one of the streams, which gives a little hint as to what it is. Um... I think this happened between this week's podcast and last week's podcast. Uh, I got a new router and uh, I can stream better or properly now. And uh, I did a little stream on, was it Thursday last week or something? Wednesday, Thursday? It was It was either that or over the weekend, one of the two. I remember catching it yeah. and you were, you were streaming, initially you were streaming the skater game and then you switched over to uh, um, Call of Duty and both ran flawlessly. Yep. Yep, complete, absolutely, perfectly. Um, I can't tell you how weird it was to stream Call of Duty and to stream it for that long. I streamed Call of Duty for an hour and forty minutes, and the whole t- the whole time I'm thinking like, oh, in a minute this thing's gonna lag, or the stream's gonna cut out, or it's gonna say like disconnected from server, which is what I'm used to ha- happening. Um, but yeah, it. Um, I mean, like in in the entire hour and forty minutes of me playing Call of Duty, there was like one little piece of lag and that was it and it didn't like affect anything um it wasn't in like a vital moment or anything it was just i think it was like when i was running it sort of just had a little hiccup for a second uh but yeah we got a new router because the old one was um both a bit too expensive and it was also just not very good and uh yeah i've been putting the thing through its paces i've been downloading some games i've been regularly twitch streaming um do it sort of in bunches because i haven't streamed for a couple of days but i do uh stream 
regularly now because I'm actually able to do it, which is which is very good. Um, even outside of streaming, like Call of Duty, I've been able to stream other games such as Skater XL. It's just the case of actually building myself up on Twitch now and uh, getting a bit more of an audience, which will happen in in time, I suppose. Uh, if I maybe set out some sort of schedule or let people know I'm going to be playing that kind of thing, but uh, it's a big change for uh, for content with Entertainment Tool because I'm actually able to do it now <laughs> so uh it's 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 interesting because we we were having some conversations as well when you kind of reminded me of when was it when you moved or something or when you got a new router and your uh, internet was like so much better kind of two parts first off yeah. is when i got a new router and uh well got a new computer and was able to play games that i wasn't previously able to play um and then the second part is when i moved and got into way better internet access so mm-hmm. yeah but uh because i was telling you about like just how much of a massive difference it's made. Um, so yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, Twitch, you can follow me on there, eTalkUK. I'm sure I'll be mentioning it in the uh, outro for the show as well. Uh, I streamed a surprise game the other day, only for about 40 minutes or so, uh, which was Jack and Dexter. Just tried to get back into that a little bit. Didn't quite click for me. I've still got kind of the same issues. I think there's control issues. There's definitely camera issues that put me off. But uh, I did a boss fight. That was pretty fun. So that was quite good. Uh, but you can expect regular Call of Duty streams and um, other games as well. I'm not going to stream because I'm doing, because um, I mentioned a minute ago, Last of Us 2. This run that I'm doing with Last of Us 2 at the moment is a collectibles run. The reason I'm not streaming that, and this isn't me coming up with the excuses already, but the reason I'm not going to stream that is I'm watching uh, a PS4 trophies video as I'm doing that and then like pausing the game and looking at my phone. I don't think that would make it for a particularly great stream. Plus, I'm like pausing the video, going back to it if I'm a little bit lost, and that's more sort of something I need to do kind of in my own time. Um, I have got more um, run or playthroughs of The Last of Us planned. I've got one planned with uh, unlimited ammo and um, unlimited crafting, which is just going to be more of kind of a fun um, playthrough. I'm, I am going to stream that. So once I've done this collectibles run and actually kind of platinum the game. I'm going to go through it in uh, with, with different uh, different versions and stuff. I am going to try Grounded as well. I don't know about trying Permadeath. That just like you get caught out by a clicker 10 hours in and that's it. You know, so I, I don't know about that, but I will be trying Grounded at some point as well. Um, so look forward to, to those. So there will be Last of Us 2 streams, just not for this particular collectibles run just because it doesn't really it's, it's not going to really work for for a stream i think um me kind of holding my phone and watching a video and checking where everything yeah you know, it's not going to mirror really kind of work so i've seen worse streams so you <laughs> never know yeah yeah um yeah i've certainly seen worse content on the internet than, than that but uh i think both from an audience's perspective and from me creating the thing from both sides that's not going to work so yeah but uh, yeah, there's there's certainly some uh, stupid content out there on the internet, definitely. So, uh, but speaking of that, yeah, back to Last of Us 2. Uh, it's just as good as before. Just still so, so good. Um, still watching the cutscenes. I still don't need to because I've seen them several times. I've seen them on YouTube. I've played the game twice. I'm still watching them just because they're just so good. Um, I even just, like, I pay attention to them. I don't, like, look at my phone when the cutscenes cut are on or anything. And uh, it's just it's just great. Uh, I did this kind of fun little thing earlier with it. I was in this sort of stealth section. This this wasn't when I was collecting something. This is when I was fighting my way through an area. And uh, I had a bow and arrow on me. And I was trying to get a few sort of like longer stealth shots off. And uh, this guy came out this building. And he was next to this like glass door sort of thing. And um, 
there was a friend that came, I think he came around the side of the building and one guy came out the door. And I shot, they weren't alerted to me. I shot one of them with, I think it was a pistol or something. And then I shot the other one with a bow and arrow. It might have been the other way around actually. Shot the one person, he kind of just fell on the floor. I shot the second person, I think it was with a, with a bow and arrow. But got headshots on both of them. My aim has weirdly improved on the game as well. Um, and he like fell into the door. And the door like completely just smashed because it's you know the weight of a human body falling onto a door, and you could like hear it in the sound design and everything. It's just little touches like that that just make not just The Last of Us Two, but any game that does something like that. Because most games would just have that guy fall against the door and then just like that's it. But you could probably hear like the glass smash and stuff, and it's it just it just kind of adds to the immersion, which I thought was great. So yeah, but uh, that was good. I've enjoyed my run through of that. Uh, Skater XL, like I said, uh, what did you think of what you saw on the stream of Skater XL? It looked interesting. Um, I'm probably gonna have to wait until it gets um, more content because that's yeah. what you were saying is that yeah. it's kind of lacking in a bit. Um, but other than that, it looked interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very uh, skate esque, and I I do really like the controls and the challenge that it's got there. There's just nothing to actually do on the maps, so um, yeah, that's that's kind of its main problem i suppose i don't know when it's supposed to get content or if it's going to or i I don't really know i've not really tracked the game but um there's that as well so that's pretty much most of what i've been playing and call of duty as well like i said on the on the twitch streams and stuff so uh i'm looking forward to doing more of that but uh for now i've got still over half of the last of us two to to get through so that's what i'm going to be playing for now um i've gone to my uh, boomerang count and gone on a uh, holiday rental i set it out to like june 14th or something just so that i won't be getting charged like this month or next month because i'm going to be going through my uh back catalog or some of it at least on uh, on playstation one of which is last of us 2 uh, the collectibles run and then uh, some of the other games so I don't actually need to use it at the moment it's just that some of the games I've brought over time you know like Twin Breaker as well the Colin and Chris game I still haven't finished that and there's there's some other games as well Job Simulator which I've not finished so I'm not actually going to be using Boomerang games so there's no need for me to pay for it <laughs> you know so I've sent all my games back anyway and uh, I will be back on that at some point soon so that's pretty much me um <clears throat> speaking of content let's get into housekeeping we'll see you for that in a minute hi there and thanks very much for listening today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link that's where you can shop on Amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra so whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. 
and you can get your ad free podcasts over there it's a great way to support us on entertainment talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad free podcasts you can also support entertainment talk on patreon at the three dollar level tier this gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favorite tv show or film but it's one per month so one tv show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, some interesting things to talk about today for housekeeping. Let me just unlock my phone and have a look at what that is. Uh, so, we've got a podcast on a bit, bit of a different thing that I did, but I wanted to voice my opinion on, on this situation. Uh, Meghan Markle and Harry did an interview yesterday on ITV. Piers Morgan decided to get involved on Good Morning Britain. He has since left Good Morning Britain, thankfully, because he's a horrible, terrible person. Uh, and should have been fired a long time ago from Good Morning Britain, which is the ITV show. But I uh, just wanted to voice my opinion on the situation, and I'd already had thoughts previously on, like, English media and how scummy they are, and how terrible they are, and how they spin stories all the time, and just all, all, all around that kind of situation. So if you want to hear more about that, then you can listen to that podcast. A little bit of a different thing, but I thought, you know, I've got a platform, I'm able to speak about things, so I just wanted to take the opportunity to do that as well. Uh, some football stuff, uh, not United cast related. I decided I wanted to talk about Liverpool and why they're currently struggling. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question in a second. But um, Liverpool have now lost six home Premier League games in a row. Previously before that, they were unbeaten for three years at home in the Premier League. I just want to ask you. Um, so I'm looking at the Premier League table. Where do you think Liverpool are in the Premier League table? They're They're considered a big club. They won the league last season. Where do you think Liverpool are in the in the Premier League? Just just take a guess. Probably middle of the pack somewhere. They are eighth, and in January they were basically top. So that is what has happened. But that's what that's what happens when you lose six home league games in a row, and everybody else around you is winning. So um, yeah, I talked about why Liverpool are struggling, and uh, that's what that podcast is called. Over on the United Cast side of things, Manchester United beat Manchester City. 2-0 away in the Premier League, ending Manchester City's 21, not unbeaten run, Manchester City's 21 winning game streak. So uh, we won the Manchester derby, Manchester is red, at least for now, uh, it's just a sort of saying in football. Uh, but very, very good performance, really, really good goal from Luke Shaw, and uh, a shocking penalty in the first two minutes as well. So that was some good stuff to talk about there. Uh, scripted review, like I said, I didn't give a rating because I don't actually know what to give it a, for a rating. Uh, Skater XL, my scripted review, so you can listen to that. World of the Last of Us podcast was a character spotlight this time for the new character called Jesse, who is in The Last of Us 2, so I talked about him. Uh, what else we got? Walking Dead is back for its uh, third part of season 10, 10C or third part, whatever you want to call it. This is the bonus episode. They are the uh, six episodes, the first of which was last week's episode called Home Sweet Home. 
And uh, we'll be talking about this week's episode tomorrow uh, with David. So look out for that on the Walking Dead UK podcast. Done some really good numbers. So thank you everybody too who's listened to that as well. Last week on Gaming Talk we talked about Oddworld Soulstorm and how awesome it looks. Uh, Anthem is dead because EA killed the Anthem Next project. And we talked about a bunch of other things as well. Hogwarts Legacy and uh, Sony's State of Play. Chat podcast for February 2021 talking about some new menus for the website which I'll talk about in a second. Covid, uh, how things are going over here and some other things as well. Categories list. Uh, Basically if you want a list of everything that we do on Entertainment Talk in a list of categories that's what the categories list is. You can find it listed in the menu options and if you click on that you can find all the different categories for everything that we do on entertainment talk so instead of scrolling through the website and whatever which you can also do uh there's all of that in one list as well so have a look at that if you want to um that's what we got for housekeeping let's move into some news Alright, so I've gone first for the last couple of weeks. I've kind of had the um, the news that I write in the title. But uh, let's, let's switch things up a bit. What would you like to talk about this week? Uh, well, first up, uh, Valve has officially made a decision. Mm. Do you remember that card game they tried to play a while back, uh, Artifact? I think so. It rings a bell, yeah. Well, if you don't remember it, don't worry about it because nobody else did. It uh, <laughs> launched, and then within like two months, it lost 99% of its player base. Uh, they've officially killed it. As the article reads, Artifact, the Dota 2-based card game, launched in 2018 after more of a year of hype. I'm going to use that term loosely. <laughs> um, has massive fall-off in March 2019. Uh, Valve acknowledged the game suffered from deep-rooted issues that couldn't be con- couldn't be addressed through conventional updates. And that's just uh, PR speak for saying it sucks and nobody wants to play it. Mm. So it was uh, reconfigured and went into a retro beta in May of 2020, but is officially dead. But it's also a zombie because it's not dead because it is now free to play. So if you've yet to play it and are just feeling masochistic, I guess, you can jump in, get it for free, give it a try and see what you think. Um, But yeah, it's part of Steam and people might remember this. This is one during one of the E3s. Um, Valve announced a game, and you could literally hear everybody doing a deep inhale, and because they were thinking it was finally going to be Half Life Three or Half Life Two Part Four or whatever uh, was next. Yeah. And then it was a card game, and you could literally just hear the whole audience just go, <sighs> which is hilarious. I yeah. gotta tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the like you guys have cell phones thing? Or no, am I, am I that was something else. Something else. It was. It was. Uh, I want to say that was that Diablo mm, or something. Diablo. Yeah. Thank you. It was something related to like a Diablo mobile that. game. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, yeah, it's interesting. The last what three weeks in a row we've been talking about things that keep dying. Stadia, Anthem, and now this. What did you say it was called? Artifact. Artifact. Um. So who knows what we'll be talking about next week? But uh. 
hey, these things can happen, you know. Um, you said that the, the player base dropped within two months or something? Yeah, well, I don't know exactly two months, but very, very rapidly, it was less than 3% of the initial launch, which I don't care what game it is and who makes it. That's that's epic. That's just horrible. Mm. So was it like they weren't like like a content, or was it like... Nobody wanted to or... play the game, basically. Lack, lack, complete lack of interest? Yeah, complete lack of interest. Hmm. Yeah. So, again, we saw it happen with Anthem and with Stadia. And, and with... We, we, we have seen that happen to the Avengers. That game is just still currently somehow alive. So, we'll be talking about Avengers in, in a little bit. So, uh, cool. But, uh, yep, some things don't make it. And there's sometimes reasons for those things. And uh, that's the way that things work. So, any uh, any of your own thoughts on this? I never played it because I never really had any interest in it. I play collectible card games every now and then, but I don't have the time to do the 37 days of research to know what makes a good deck build. So I just play randomly, and if I win, I win. I lose, I lose, and I truly do not care past that. So hmm. Cool. All right, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, next up, uh, Epic Games Company is opening up their pocketbook again. Uh, this time, the company which has recently purchased, which they purchased, um, Full Guys Devs Among last Us week. Uh, a little bit ago, they've now purchased a company called Photogrammetry. Um, it is the process of scanning real-world people, places, and things, and using software to convert those images into uh, computer software. So basically, it's a form of 3D scamming, but apparently scanning rather. Um, but apparently, it's you know a lot more hyper realistic than that. Hmm. Cool. What do you, what do you think of this? Uh, I mean, it's mixed. I mean, it's epic. Just buying everything up. Oh, is this um, that video of um? Is that what you're talking about? The video of the, no, the, the video that I sent the, you the 3D was models the models and that. We were, yeah, this was um. We were kind of a day early on this. The video that I sent you was the launch video for Microsoft Mesh. Now, this is the company that owns Fortnite and Among Us and buys a few other games. Um, So this is basically just um, uh, 3D scanning, but just a higher-end version of that. Hmm, Cool. Uh, I never got around to fully watching that video that you sent me, but I'll need to, to do that and give my thoughts. So... Uh, so yeah, I can't say anything about this at this time. Um, so what else do you want to talk about? Well, this is a lot to unpack, but it, it is official. All the last hurdles have been cleared. Mm. Microsoft officially owns Bethesda now. Um, it cleared its last uh, hurdle with approval from the uh, EU board of whoever takes that. So all of the, um, per, all the games are now officially under... Uh, Microsoft's uh, purview. This is everything id and Bethesda, Zenimax. So all those, um, you know, a couple of uh, previously PlayStation exclusive games like uh, Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop, I'm sure they'll fill out their contractual obligations to be exclusive and then move to uh, the Microsoft platform as soon as able. Of course, there's always the hot rumor that Microsoft is going to make everything exclusive. And honestly, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I, I th- Go ahead. I, I don't feel like anyone knows the answer to that 
as for other than the two games you just mentioned, like Fallout Five or what you know, whatever they do in the future, um, and like the next Wolfenstein game, I've seen so many just, especially today as well, so many different things about that. Okay, this will be on like a case by case basis. I don't really understand how that's gonna work. So like, let, let's say that let's just say for example, right, there's a new Wolfenstein game coming out. That is exclusive to Xbox, and then let's say that they make um, a, new, a new Fallout game, and that isn't exclusive to Xbox. That's gonna get kind of for, for the for the people that don't follow like news as closely as what we do, and they kind of just like, oh, this cool game's coming out, I'm, I'm gonna play it. For the more kind of like, I don't want to say casual gaming audience, but the the lesser kind of informed gaming audience, they're gonna maybe look at that and think like, okay, well, this Bethesda game's on here, but this one isn't. And because some of those people won't know that that Microsoft has brought um, Zenimax and Bethesda, they they just won't know that because um, they'll switch on the new Wolfenstein game or the new Fallout game and think nothing else of it. Um, but then if their friend, let's say they're talking to their friend or something who's got a PlayStation, and they're as less informed as 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 their friend, and they're like, oh, I'm playing the new Fallout game, it's you know, Bethesda, and their other friend or something looks on the PlayStation Store and it's not there, but the new Wolfenstein game is, but the new Fallout game isn't or something. This whole case-by-case basis, I really don't understand how that's supposed to go down very well. And it doesn't... Because like, I've I've read bits and pieces of like interviews with Phil Spencer and like some people from IGN. It doesn't feel like anyone knows the actual answer to this, which will be just kind of figured out later once Bethesda starts you know releasing games and, and things like t- Tokyo Ghostwire and, and whatever um but even to I mean if that's c- confusing for um people that are like deep in the industry you know people that work on IGN and, like me and you and everybody else how is the more kind of casual gaming audience gonna get used to that I just thought I just thought that's gonna become a bit of a kerfuffle whereas like okay you know Insomniac or Naughty Dog or Sony Santa Monica makes a game okay that's on playstation and it's just it's just clear that, that you're not really gonna get a question of like okay last of us 2 is out ghost of tsushima is out oh is that going to be on xbox no because they're they're owned by by sony and that like with sucker punch with with ghost um what do you think of the like potential confusion around this i definitely think that's a possibility i 100 percent believe that they will be timed exclusive because there's no reason not to. Everything will be on Microsoft first. It'll be on Game Pass first because that's what they do with all their in-house games is put it on a Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate first. But Microsoft has never really shown a need or a desire to completely lock people out of an IP. I mean, think about how long ago it was that they bought uh, Minecraft. You can still play Minecraft on PS4. You can still play Minecraft on Switch. In fact, it coming to Switch was after they had purchased it, but they still sent it there. Mm. Yeah. I just think, like, okay, you've spent loads of money on this thing. Like, $7 billion is no small amount of money. I mean, it might be smaller to them than it is to us, but it's still $7 billion is still $7 billion, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I just think that okay, you should either kind of go all in or all out. Okay, you should you should either make these games also available on PlayStation, or make all of them only on Xbox. Um, and for, for <coughs> what makes sense to me, <clears throat> excuse me, would be to put them all exclusive to Xbox, 
and say like, okay, this this Game Pass system that we got, you know, you not you not just got Bethesda games here, you got Xbox first party, and you got all these other third party games that are on there as well, and make that as more more of kind of an attractive thing. So I don't know, but uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how this goes because nobody else seems to know how it's gonna go either. So, but uh, I guess congratulations to Microsoft on buying this and kind of making it exclusive, but kind of not. And we'll just everyone will just have to see how this plays out. So we don't know mm-hmm. at uh, at the moment. But um, yeah, what do you think of uh, Microsoft's big uh, investment? I mean, this is something that we've been talking about for a long time. Yeah, I don't doubt that they bought this thing knowing they could make money. Uh, like I've said before, my big hope is that it just gives Bethesda specifically the kick in the ass they desperately need to get off their their janky, out of date recycle engine. And start making stuff with game engines that people actually want to use. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. But uh, it's it's still a big thing. I just think that they should decide what road they're gonna choose because that could get very confusing for everyone mm-hmm. involved. So we'll see. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, cool. What else do you want to talk about today? Oh, from the fun desk of what the hell were you thinking? After escaping Spring Hill Prison in Buckinghamshire on November 28th last year, Clint Butler, who was serving a 17-year sentence for crimes including robbery and firearm offenses, was arrested because he went to the store and bought a copy of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Hmm. This is actually a thing. Yeah. So he will now be spending an extra 13 months added to his 17-year prison sentence because he had to get his game on, which I find utterly hilarious. Yeah, yeah. D- did you say he was... Uh, how did he get out of prison again? Sorry? I missed... He escaped. Oh, he escaped. Okay, so he had yeah, to finish he escaped his sentence. Prison so, yeah. to get arrested for buying a video game. Hmm. Yeah, not, uh, not particularly smart. So. Nope. Well, nobody yeah. ever claimed criminals were smart, so... No, no. Uh, he's also not smart because he made a bad choice of what game to buy. Because so, Cold War is not yep. a very good game. Uh, at least from what I hear from the Call of Duty audience that plays it, which isn't very much of them. So, uh, yeah, I did read a little bit about this earlier, which is which is interesting. But um, I guess he's uh, he's got to go back in and finish the rest of his time. So More um, of it. He gets an extra year plus. Yeah, yeah so, cool. Um <clears throat> But uh, cool. Any thoughts on this? Uh, it's just weird seeing people do such stupid stuff that uh, you mm-hmm. just you just gotta wonder why. Yeah, they like with Piers Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pe- people that are just people that are just stupid. So anyway, um, but yeah. So all right. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, this is kind of a uh, hit from you know the feel good desk, which I always like you know, reading from that. Um, it's always good when you have your work recognized. Um, that's why I love when we get letters from listeners, which reminds me that, Hey, I'm not just talking to a microphone for the sake of talking into a microphone. Yeah. Uh, so this one is from the game for ghost of Tsushima, the, uh, game director, Nate Fox and the creative director, Jason Connell have been named permanent tourism ambassadors for the Island of Tsushima based off of their game. According to the mayor of Tsushima, Fox and Canal spread the name and the history of the island to the whole world in such a wonderful way that until the pandemic shut down world travel, people were starting to visit the island 
in mass. Um, he says even a lot of people from Japan do not know the history of the Genko period. When it comes to the world, the name and location are literally unknown, so I cannot thank them enough for telling our story with such phenomenal graphics and profound stories. Uh, they're being made uh, tourism ambassadors will be handled virtually, obviously, because we're still under travel restrictions. But they also have an open invitation to visit the mayor and the island whenever things open up. Cool. Yeah, I think I yeah I've read about this as well. Um, I think that's really really cool. You know, being recognised for something like that and being named uh, an ambassador and everything, I think is awesome. Um, yeah, it's great when you you know you make something or you do something and it gets uh, recognised. Uh, I do have on the left of me. You can possibly hear that. I'm kind of rattling a letter. Uh, that's a letter that I got from somebody who works on uh, the Walking Dead World Beyond. I keep it here next to me. I actually have coincidentally got this next to me because I, I was reading parts of it when we did that Walking Dead special episode uh, where we talked about the whole letter and everything but uh, it just happens to have been uh, next to me as I've been uh, working on the laptop and stuff which is cool. So Yeah I mean forget Cloud 9 when you told me about that letter you were on Cloud 149. That Yeah yeah just um that was that was an experience for me, definitely. I mean, yeah, I've had some I've had some lucky experiences on this podcast. You know, I went to Walker Stalker, met Nikki Rapp. She then did a podcast with me. I then happened to have started a podcast on Walking Dead World Beyond, and then I got a letter from somebody that works on the show, which is just those, those things are really really cool. And uh, you know, even I, I was kind of I, I kind of think now, you know, even if one day I had to stop doing entertainment talk for whatever reason which won't be anytime soon but uh, if that ever did happen for some reason uh, at least I've got those two things to to kind of remind me of uh, of that so but uh, not to take away the success of of these these guys uh, what do you think of this uh, ambassador uh, thing I think it's amazing I yeah. mean they probably yeah. worked so hard and so long on that game they to get recognized on that level by someone that's the mayor of that city that just must be awesome on a level i can't even begin to think about mm -hmm. yeah so see if uh, for those of you that are like you know toxic on the internet or whatever this is what happens when you do something nice <laughs> you get rewarded for it um at, at least most of the time you know so um if we all do nice things for each other or make great video games that people really appreciate or make podcasts that people really like <clears throat> then uh yeah you'll you'll get rewarded eventually in life for uh for the good things that you do so that's just a, just a, just a positive message I want to leave people with with uh, that particular section. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, that's the last one I had. So cool. All right. Well, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, we're going to go into my new section. And uh, hang on a sec. Uh, there was some new. <clears throat> excuse me. There was some new PSVR games that got announced this week. There was like a day of announcements or something. It kind of came a little bit out of nowhere. Now there were some trailers that released for for these games, and I'm gonna watch them on the podcast. You you won't be able to see them because this is an audio podcast, but uh, you might be able to hear them. Uh, Robert, I don't know if you're gonna watch the tra trailers or whatever, but uh, these are for <coughs> excuse me some uh, some PSVR games. This first one is for Doom Three. It's called VR Edition. Now this is only a 38 second trailer, uh, so I'm gonna watch this now. Can you? Oh yeah, you can hear that. A classic reborn in VR. Hmm, that looks better than what I thought it would look like. 
This actually looks a bit better than um, Doom VR because you know that they they did a uh, VR version of the newest Doom, or not the newest Doom game. I think it was the you know the 2016 Doom game that they made, um, and it was just a little bit kind of janky and stuff. So that looked alright. That looked quite good. Did you watch the trailer or did you just hear me kind of talk about it and that? I actually watched the trailer just because I never really had an interest in VR. But I remember hearing about that, and I remember hearing about how it was a lot of stuff at once. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a quite good one. Uh, the next is, I'll read the descriptions of these and stuff in a little bit as well. Uh, Fract is the next one. Fract PSVR. So this is a 52-second trailer. So this is like a run-and-cover shooter. He's snowboarding. End Dreams, developer, I think. He's doing some climbing in VR. Okay, I like that. A little bit, um... Blood and Truth-esque. Yeah, very much. It's a little, it looks a little bit like, um... If you made Blood and Truth, and then you put kind of like a Borderlands aesthetic on it, Summer 2021, yeah, that looks pretty good. Um, so what's the next one we got here? Song in the Smoke. Song in the Smoke. Oh, Smoke VR. Let's see what this one looks like. Okay, this is 1 minute 3, so it's a little bit longer. Got some Lion King stuff going on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Looks a bit different to the other two. Survival game. Developed by 17-bit. Hmm. Looks a bit like, um... Ah, uh, what was that? I can't think of the name of it. That survival game that came out on... Xbox and everything, and it had like loads of updates and stuff. I can't think of the name. This looks kind of like that bit in VR with some different things going on. Mm, that looks kind of alright. I can't think of the name of that game. I'm drawing a complete blank on that. Yeah, it was like really, really glitchy, really buggy and stuff. It came to Switch as well. Some of you might know what one I'm I'm talking about, but it looks a little bit like that, but in, in VR with some other elements kind of going on. Uh, After the Fall is the next one. After the Fall VR. There's a State of Play trailer from a year ago. So this isn't a um a new one. It's a cinematic trailer. I don't know if that will give me anything. Post-apocalyptic survival game developed by Vertigo Games. Cross-platform for PS4 and PS5. That's quite good. 
So you like got like not really zombies. These weird demon kind of things. Now this depends if because you got the VR element, which adds just a different layer to this. You don't want to end up with another evolve with something like this. Because Evolve is also dead. <laughs> I vaguely just remember Evolve. Yeah, I don't remember ever playing it, but... I don't think I did either. I no. like the concept of it. I and think then... it was built for streamers being the 4v1, because you get a lot of that with like Dead by Daylight and things like that. Yeah. It just never caught on for whatever reason. Now, the one thing that might hold this game back a little bit after the fall is when you're playing something in VR... I can handle a certain amount of like chaos, but you don't want because there's three things you're gonna have to keep an eye on. One of which is where you're aiming and what you're doing and everything. One is okay where your teammates are if they need help or whatever, and the others is like okay where where are the enemies? So you could potentially run into a situation where there's just too many things to focus on, possibly. And given that it's in VR, that would make something like that a little bit worse. Um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see how that one goes. Um, this next one I'm not going to watch a trailer for. It's I Expect You to Die Too. The Spy and the Liar. Um, spy thriller kind of game. Sort of thing. I, I've sort of seen a little bit of that before. Uh, this is the last one. Zenith. Um, what's it called? Zenith The Last City. It's on Quest as well. PS VR. How's that? Right. Let's see what this one is. Anime RPG MMO game developed by Raymond VR. That allows players to climb buildings and cliffs. Players can glide around, fight enemies, or explore the world. Hmm. Looks like if you took um Oh there's lots of different worlds. I was about to say something but then the world changed. It sort of looked like one of the, the futuristic levels from Crash Four. <laughs> Almost. Mm -hmm. And then it changed there's like a beach level and other sorts of things. But that's an MMO. Don't know if an MMO it's kind of been done well in in VR. I'm not sure, but you're kind of flying around with the fr with your friends, so that might be kind of cool. And then you're fighting things. Okay, I'm gonna leave all all that there. Uh, the most interesting one to me out of these after the fall, but it will depend on how chaotic it is. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Doom 3 VR depends on like the movement and things and Fract looked quite interesting as well so uh, any thoughts on any of those particularly or uh no not really I mean like I've said before I don't really play VR it's not really a game that, uh, or even a genre that's in my wheelhouse I'm you know I know you play some 
mm-hmm. you uh, hopefully some of these games will catch your interest enough to where they uh, you know they become good games. I just in, until the controllers become less bulky, less heavy, and less expensive, I don't think it's ever I'm going to delve into it that much. Mm-hmm. Cool, uh, but that's the PSVR stuff. Um, so we'll see how those games go. But uh, interesting that they did they did bring a bit of a spotlight to um, PSVR. I think I kind of agree with what Colin and Chris were saying on Sacred Symbols this week that they should have like lumped all those trailers together and just said here's a state of play like a VR state of play kind of thing because then you can maybe highlight the games a bit more. But uh, the trailers are out there if you want to watch them. So there's that. Uh, let's move on to some um, just some comical news I suppose. Uh, going to be talking about the Avengers game again we haven't actually talked about it for like five minutes so um it it it, it, it almost became the new Fallout 76 of news but uh it uh, it managed to it managed to stay quiet for at least a little bit of time so I decided to do something with this piece of news um so I'm actually gonna I'm just gonna read what I've written down couldn't find news about an actual update for the game but it's going to require a bigger grind than before and incentivizing microtransactions mm. and then I put this game sucks. So I actually went onto Square Enix's website. I typed in on Google like um Avengers update news and stuff because I was assuming I'd be able to find a post for this thing. I, I I clicked on the newest like war table or whatever it was update. I think it was week 27 maybe. And I started scrolling through and it's talking about like all this like multi, you know, all this just like stuff just this that's the best way i can describe it is just this stuff and there's this big av- advertisement on there for like you know they're adding i think it's hawkeye and kate bishop i don't know if those characters have been added or if they're going to be added i don't particularly care necessarily but I d- i've heard about them for so long that they're going to be added i just don't know when that's gonna actually happen but um i started scrolling through the website and through the through the post and stuff i'm just like okay i can't actually find this update of what I'm looking for. I, I found more information about it on Twitter. And I heard people talking about it on various different podcasts. But I just thought that that would have been easier to find. Maybe on their website. But it was just a bunch of like. Okay here's what's new this week. Uh, but essentially the game. Is going to get released. Or get like an update version on, on next gen. So Series X PS5. And um, some people were saying before. That like it was. I think some people said too easy. And some people said too hard. To, to actually level up your character um and now they've kind of they they announced initially that they were going to put like a bigger um grind in there to where it would be harder to, to level up and then they made it like doubly as worse so this seems like they got a lot of balancing issues with things i can't talk about it you know from first hand because i don't play the game but uh from what i've heard around the community and around people that play the game no one's really happy about this and it brings me back to what I was mentioning earlier. You know, you talked about that card game that's getting cancelled. And we talked about Stadia recently. And we talked about Anthem. How long do you think this game's got left? Because they are updating it still. They are adding things to the game. But no one seems to really be that happy with it. So, I don't know. What do you think? Honestly, I couldn't even begin to tell you. It's just one of those things that it is what it is. And we just go with it. So Yeah, so, but... um. That's the situation with the game. Uh, I want to use the talking point here from an email. Um, Farah, or Farah, Farah, I think, says, uh, Hey there, I saw the Avengers update news and thought of Matt. If you were put in charge of the game tomorrow, what changes would you make? 
So I was going to say like okay I would change this with the gameplay and redo the story and all this kind of stuff. But essentially what I would do is just make a completely different game. Um, now I will say this is this is one thing I've not mentioned about the game before. Because the, the negativity. The, the reason I haven't mentioned this one positive thing about the game. That I'm about to say in a minute. Is because all the other negativity negativity around it has just drowned it out i remember when i was playing the beta and i came away with some negative impressions of like this game just seems very generic and boring and just just not you know quite up to scratch the one thing i did actually kind of like in the game is the um mechanics for captain america i thought they were right i thought they were kind of good but that's not going to get me to to play the game when, when you're switching between different characters and whatever but that was the one kind of thing I did enjoy out of that beta. It was like, oh, Captain America kind of controls alright. It was fun to throw his shield around. That sort of thing. That didn't actually last very long. But, yeah, I would instead of me saying like I would change this and that about the gameplay. Rewrite the story. Change this and that to multiplayer. Essentially, with, with, with the changes that I would make to that game. You just wouldn't have... You might You might as well just delete that game and make a new one. Because that was that would be the changes that I would make to it. Um, it's still just, it does, because I still see things get posted about this game now and again, it does just sit in the back of my mind about, like, you had Marvel, you had the Marvel IP here, and we've seen it treated well in the last, you know, 10 years, you know, with the MCU, with the two Spider-Man games, which were good. I had my problems with Spider-Man Miles Morales, but that was more kind of, like, structural and story problems. Uh, there was no actual, like, fundamental gameplay flaws with Miles Morales. It was just the way that they kind of told that story and stuff, which I had I had a few issues with. But the MCU has been very successful. <clears throat> you know, WandaVision was, has been great. We'll be talking about it later today. Uh, that's been really good. But it's just, like, you take the event, like the Avengers IP, you're trying to make this, like, team-based game, and you come up with this. It just sits in the back of my mind, like, the disappointment of... What this game could have been, and like when I saw the first like reveal trailer for it, and I thought like, wow, what could what could this be? Like the MCU is really cool. Marvel's like a really big thing right now. Uh, that was about four or four, three or four, maybe five years ago when that when that teaser trailer first came out, and it was like the Avengers project. And I started to we all kind of I guess started to think about okay, what could this game actually turn out to be? And then just going through the website and seeing just seeing what this game has turned into just does lead me to massive disappointment. But um. Any other thoughts on how this has all turned out? I guess. Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's unfortunate that it's gone as far south as it has, but it's not that unexpected. Mm. You can't make an Avengers game at the tail end of a massive ten-year movie arc, and then your main character is a tier three character at best that's been around for less than the movies have uh and then just have everybody that's part of the periphery part of the franchise just in the periphery doing nothing yeah it was, it was interesting with the story because i did hear the few a few people here and there say oh the story was like kind of good um but because i I'd watched like the the game the um cinematic uh the like cutscenes for it and stuff try to sort of watch it as like a film or whatever um and it is like it's called an avengers game and yes she be camilla khan miss marvel does become an avenger but you don't really spend much of that game as the avengers uh so that was that was kind of disappointing and stuff but yeah she she's a very very new character isn't she i think she was only introduced in the comics 
themselves very very recently so um 2013 yeah quite recently so yeah she's not been around for for that long so but we'll see we'll see what happens to this game if you were to give a timeline for this game robert i i, I would say about a year or so max what would you give it less than a year less than a year so up to a year we're both kind of saying so we will see where this game's at even in the next couple of months so yeah but uh, that's what we got for the Avengers game and uh, it's just very disappointing uh, that's more I got for the news this week just some PSVR stuff and the, the Avengers updates uh, oh yeah I did have one other thing as well let me go to my pictures here for a second uh, so Stadia which we talked about earlier and we talked about last week which is done essentially uh, Google Stadia uh, there's a post from IGN recently that said the Xbox Series S slash X, whatever, and Xbox One are getting an upgraded browser that can play Google Stadia. Uh, what do you think of the ability to do that through your Xbox? Uh, I mean, the browser's been there forever. Yeah, Microsoft did. And yeah. re- I've never really used it intentionally. Occasionally, I've been on like a contest thing. And it'll say here for more details, and then it launches that browser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's nothing I've intentionally ever gone to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what do you think of that, like, the functionality using that browser to play Stadia games, I guess? I wouldn't use my computer to play Stadia games, much less <laughs> a browser. Yeah, yeah. So the the interesting point to me here is that okay, with Google Stadia, the the only thing that would have made it stand out was if the exclusives were good. So which ne- the, none of the exclusives really ever took off at least from what I understand. So if you're going to get Stadia through this Microsoft, like the, the Microsoft Edge browser on your Xbox and you're going to play Stadia games, the very few exclusives if you're playing any other game, which is a third-party game like Red Dead Redemption 2 or Tomb Raider and stuff, you might as well just unsubscribe from Stadia and buy that game on your Xbox. Because why, 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 why would you go through your Xbox browser, sign up for Stadia and play a third-party game which is probably already on your Xbox or on Game, pa- your game Pass or whatever? Because um, other than that, unless you take interest in some of the exclusives, which nobody really talks about, I mean, it's cut, it's it's there if you want it, I guess this this kind of functionality. But I can't really see anybody using that because if you want to play something that's on there, it's probably a third party game or a second party game. Maybe no, it wouldn't be a second party, would it? Um, and you can just buy that on your console and not need to go through like Microsoft Edge. So I don't know, but that's that's the situation with that and. Uh, We'll see what happens in the future. Um, <clears throat> let's go to the rest of our emails. Uh, if you want to write into the show, let us know what you think of uh, the, uh, what's happening with video games or anything that you're playing or anything that we've talked about or for Entertainment Talk in general. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, we've already talked about Farah's email. Uh, let's go to Harrison, which is the, the regular writer. Um, for the show uh, Harrison says so with the PSVR news of a new system on the way is it wise to invest in PSVR now or wait for the new one because we talked I think it was two weeks ago wasn't it PSVR mm-hmm. 2 news that we talked about with uh, all sorts of interesting things um, I would say that it is worth investing I think th- there's two there's three main reasons actually I'd, I'd point out as to why 
one, if you can find a good enough deal to where you get move controllers, uh, camera, and a PSVR unit itself, if you can get a good enough sort of deal, good, good enough to whatever you value that to be for your, your, your own price that you're going to pay, if you can get that, that would be good. Like, if you can get, get that on a good deal. PSVR 2, they've already said, isn't coming out this year. So you know you've at least got over six months worth of, of value that you can get out of it. Because even if it doesn't come out this year, and even if PSVR 2 comes out in January or something, you know that you can at least get this year's worth of worth out of it, and then maybe get rid of it at the end of the year, or whatever you want to do. Uh, second reason, I think, is because um, there's lots of games that, available to be played on it lots of good ones i still haven't myself played beat saber uh but you can play other really good games on it you can download some uh, demos and stuff that are on it as well you can get blood and truth uh you can get job simulator you can get the rick and morty game there's there's loads and loads of good vr games for for psvr to to be able to get and the third one is to play iron man vr because <laughs> i think everybody should try and play that and uh that's the only way that you can do that so um yeah, but uh, yeah, I would say yeah. Given the fact that PSVR two isn't coming out this year, you can get at least this year's worth of value out of it. There's lots of good games to play, and you don't need to worry about okay, when do I need to upgrade to the new system yet? Because we know that we're not getting that this year. Um, what do you think? Is it worth getting a PSVR for people at the moment? Uh, it depends. If there's like at least I would say at least three games that you've seen and that you have to absolutely play in VR, then absolutely grab it. If there's just one game, I would wait till like there's a sale because sooner or later Sony will be clearing out backstock. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much backstock they have on the VRs, but sooner or later they will be just emptying them out in in preparation for the new one. So you might be able to get a better deal on it. Outside of that, um, like I said, I don't really play VR games, so I don't really have a dog in this fight. Mm-hmm. Just looking on Amazon. To see if there's any good bundles. Um, it's weird. I type in PSVR and the first thing that comes up is an Oculus Rift. <laughs> um, what's this say here? P- PlayStation VR Mega Pack. Uh, oh, 370. No, that's must be. That's not right. Um, why can't it just give me a simple like? Bundle. There's a bundle here. Iron Man VR, PlayStation Move bundle, 160 pounds. Th- I'm assuming that comes with two Move controllers. I think it does. That's quite a good start, I guess. Um, there's no actual like good for the headset like bundles listed, which is which is weird. But there's, I guess you can have a look on Amazon if you want to. Um, PSVR starter pack. 299 that's better but that's only a uh, that's PlayStation VR Worlds headset and a camera um but then if you got that with the Iron Man bundle that would be 460 so don't do that <laughs> uh, let's just look at this last one here there's nothing available for that so yeah I guess Amazon maybe at least for the UK not a great option there's a few things on there possibly but uh, yeah I, I would say it's worth investing I think there's quite a few good VR games to play um, as well so maybe look into doing that uh, Yasmin last thing she says I was wondering how you both manage the time spent on all three of your consoles if you have all three of them I think we do don't we I've got a PS4 Xbox one and the switch you game on your PC sometimes as well So you've got 
4? Because you've got a PS4, Xbox One, PC, and a Switch. And Switch, yeah. yeah. So how do, how uh, how well do you manage your time between the three of them? Uh, it really kind of depends on the game. I mean, obviously, as someone who works in a regular job, that's, you know, 40 to 50 hours a week, just there, gone. I kind of enjoy sleeping, so there's another, you know, 30 <laughs> to 60 hours a week, gone. Yeah. Um, really, it's what I feel is very interesting. I was doing the Ring Fit for a while. I've kind of fallen off on that. I didn't hate it. It just, I, I lost interest in it, but that wasn't overly unexpected because I lose interest in a lot of exercises. I find most of them to be awfully boring. Uh, I've been playing Valheim a lot just because it's so new that there's not a whole lot of anything backstory to it. Um, so you you can go into a game about as fresh as you can. I think the easiest way to describe it is when the first couple of years of Minecraft came out. It's like nobody really knew what to do, so you were just kind of making your own way. So there was no right way to play it. Um, I'd love to play more on my Switch. I just don't. Um, my Xbox really right now has kind of become a streaming box. Mm-hmm. Or later a game will come out that I want to play on it, but nothing's jumped out at me right now. Yeah. Yeah. What about, um, P- I think PS4 was the other one you haven't mentioned? PS4, um, really don't play it a whole lot. Um, none of the exclusives really demand my time as much as you love last of us and last of us two and i completely respect your opinion on that Mm -hmm. i played one it was you know it was kind of meh it was like a a seven out of ten at best for me had no real interest in playing two so even Mm -hmm. without the controversy in it which i care zero about Mm -hmm. which some of which was without context i mean there's a whole thing to go into with that but, oh yeah, uh, no, yeah. and I'm I'm not making light or dismissing the controversy. It just means that literally had no effect on me. I was probably not going to play the game to begin with, mm-hmm. and everything that happened around that neither swayed nor dissuaded me from playing it. Yeah, it was your general in, general interest from what you took from them from the first game. Which yeah, was, the first game just yeah, never really yeah. caught my interest enough to to warrant playing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair enough. You know, we're all entitled to our opinions. Uh, me and Robert are neither right or wrong about that. Like you said with The Witcher before, you know, I really enjoyed The Witcher. It just didn't quite work for you. Um, there's been other games I think that you've played that didn't quite work for me, and some games mm-hmm. that we both really enjoy. And that's just yeah, that's how that works. So, and I'm uh, and while I might not understand someone's love of the game, I'm never going to crap on them for it because they love it. There's a reason why they're playing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, but in terms of me, I don't really, what, what I tend to do is, okay, look, what, what games are out that I want to play and what games are coming out that I want to play? And what I kind of do is, okay, games that are, obviously I can't play a game that's coming out because I have to wait for it to, you know, actually get released. So what I kind of do is like, okay, what games are out that I have access to either through Boomerang or through purchasing them on the PlayStation Store? And I kind of look at like, okay, if I've got five or six games, okay, which one do I... Okay, maybe I play the newest game or whatever, so if it's like, you know, Oddworld's Hallstorm in, in a few weeks, I'll be playing that. Or if it's... um What other game came out recently? In uh, There was something else that came out recently, I can't remember, that I, that I, that I got recently. Um, Little Nightmares 2, that was it. Um, I kind of thought that, okay, Little Nightmares 2 is coming up, I know I'm going to prioritise that, I'll put that to the top of the list. Play that all the way through, finish it, okay, what's next? 
and then look at the games that I've got and then if there's nothing immediately like about to get released um, I sort of look at what I've got and think okay which of these do I want to play go to that try and go through that and finish that and obviously kind of got the rotation of you know Call of Duty's in there I should start I don't want to say Call of Duty COD I just, I'm just going to call it COD from now on because I'm sick of saying Call of Duty because the name's just so long and whatever uh, I kind of you know rotate that with COD if I'm in the mood to you know go and play with that game with some friends and I want to go online want to maybe do a stream or something I'll go and do that I don't really kind of like okay let's say I've been playing games on PlayStation for two weeks I don't then kind of look at my Xbox and go oh I should play on something on that if it's like okay Gears of War 5 or Ori's come out okay I'll then I'll go over to Xbox to play that um or then okay if you know breath of the wild comes you know, breath of the wild comes out or if um the super mario 3d all-stars thing that comes out okay super mario sunshine's on there okay i'll jump over the switch i try to do it to sort of like instead of looking at my consoles and thinking which one do i want to play on i look at my games and think okay which game do i want to play oh that's on that so i'm just going to go to that machine um, so say I, I kind of do that a little bit the same way with, with streaming services. If if I'm caught up on like my weekly TV and I think, okay, what do I want to watch? It's like, okay, there might maybe something on Apple or Netflix or Disney Plus or something. Um, and then it's, okay, out of those shows that I've got access to, which do I want to watch? Instead of like, okay, I want to watch something on Netflix, I'll go on there. I just look at what I've got available and think, okay, which one do I want to go to? Which one am I in the mood for? Um, and then just go to wherever that thing is, and then just kind of watch things from there. So, or or play things from from that way. So, that's kind of how I manage my my time with that. In terms of juggling that with things that like I review on a weekly basis, that's a whole different other <coughs> ball game that I have to kind of manage. So, so I, so I obviously have to prioritize like okay, these shows I'm reviewing and watching this week, so I have to watch these first. Once I've watched those and done the podcast. Then I'll go and watch my other stuff. That's kind of uh, <clears throat> how I how I manage that. So yeah, that's uh, the explanation. As to that, and films, I just kind of I don't know. I don't really have a strategy when it comes to films. So I used to <clears throat> when it was a case that um, you know a new film comes out that week, I go and watch it and review it. New film next week, but you know, pandemic kind of threw that system out the window. So anyway, uh, anything to add to all that? Uh, no, not really. I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, outside of games, in terms of movies, um, the Snyder Cut for Justice League is going to come out here in a little bit. Um, and I'll probably pick up a month's worth of, uh, um, HBO Max so they can watch it. And I'll probably watch the Wonder Woman 1984 just so I can say that I've seen it, but I doubt I'll keep the service after that. Cool. Yeah. I uh, cool. Um, yeah, that comes out on, uh, 18th of March which is which is interesting because Falcon and Winter Soldier is starting the next day <laughs> which is mm-hmm. March 19th so yeah but I guess <clears throat> I guess what people do watch uh, Snyder Cut on the 18th and then just Falcon Winter Soldier weekly after that so we'll see but uh, interesting bit of competition so and that is what we've got for you for this episode of um, Random Gaming Talk uh, thank you all very much for listening you can find all of the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org so please check all of it out tv video games films and manchester united podcasts so uh, please look out for that um eventually the season will end for football 
which will be I think in May so we'll see how all that goes but uh, yeah check out all that entertainmenttalk.org if you like what you've heard today and you want to support more of it that would be brilliant Patreon $1, $3 level tiers for every podcast review options so please get involved if you don't want to do that that's fine you can use word of mouth or uh, social media uh, so you can tell people that you know to go to entertainmenttalk.org or to search for Entertainment Talk on their favourite podcast platform and find us over on there. Uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook groups, whatever you'd like to use, you can use those as well. Uh, David runs Geek Town, geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio for your uh, TV and film news, so check that out. There's a new episode uh, on Tuesdays as well, so once you're finished with this episode, go and listen to this week's uh, Geek Town Radio to get yourselves informed on what's going on over there. Uh, Bex herself is streaming daily over on Twitch, uh, pretty much daily over on Twitch, Trista Byte, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, she's done some more good charity work, so a uh, nice one with uh, what Bex is doing over there. So uh, congratulations to her for raising all the money that she's raised with that. Really, really good stuff over there. Um, so that's good. Uh, I'm also streaming on Twitch, as I said, UK for Twitch, if you want to check me out over there, which will be more regular now that I'm actually able to do it, <laughs> so uh, you can look out for those streams in the future as well, uh, whenever those go live, and uh, so check that out, Barry's still doing his different podcasts, uh, if you want the horror podcasts, they're over on Talk and Stalk on YouTube, and you can also search for Geektopia for the DC podcast that he's doing on youtube as well thanks for listening we're about to record one division in a minute so look out for that as well the uh marvel mcu show i'm sure you know what uh one division is but thanks for listening and we will see you next time goodbye